Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of July 8th through July 14th, 2013. Vulnerability activity remained at elevated levels, primarily due to the scheduled monthly security updates from Microsoft and Adobe. Microsoft published its monthly security bulletin release on July 9th, 2013. Microsoft released seven bulletins that addressed uh, 34 vulnerabilities. The bulletins address vulnerabilities in Microsoft Windows, Internet Explorer, Microsoft Defender, uh, .NET, uh, Silverlight, and Microsoft Windows Media Player. The vulnerabilities could allow an attacker to execute arbitrary code, cause a denial-of-service condition, or gain elevated privileges. The Internet Explorer memory corruption vulnerability included in MS-13-055 has public exploit code and targeted exploits have been reported. Full details of the individual vulnerabilities and recommended mitigations are available in a Cisco event response. Adobe released the Cold Fusion, Flash Player, and Shockwave Player security updates for July 2013. Each of the security updates addresses multiple vulnerabilities. Users are reminded that media players are frequently targeted by attackers and should be removed if not required, and that these applications often require manual updating. Google released Chrome Stable Channel Security Update for July 2013 to correct 17 vulnerabilities. As Chrome continues to grow in popularity, users should be reminded to enable the auto-updating feature to ensure that they're installing the latest updates. Cisco released 12 security notices during the period, which are available on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations web portal. Other important updates include proof-of-concept exploit code for the HP Store 1 vulnerability previously reported, uh, multiple new vulnerabilities reported in LibTIFF, and new vulnerabilities reported in cPanel. An update was released for the previously reported vulnerability in CryptCat, and a detailed analysis of the error in the cryptographic code provides a look inside the complexities of cryptographic code and how easy it is to make a simple coding mistake that compromises the cryptography. In upcoming activity, Oracle will release a critical patch update on July 16, 2013. In addition, details of the vulnerabilities and attack techniques that will be presented at Black Hat, DEF CON, and B-Sides Las Vegas are beginning to appear in media reports. Security teams are advised to monitor these activities and presentations for the latest information. IntelliShield published 172 events last week, 122 new events, and 50 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the legal risk management category. Florida and several other states have been pursuing the illegal gambling operations at Internet cafes by creating new laws that have, in many cases, caused the Internet cafes to close completely. While many of these laws are being challenged, the Florida law is being challenged for the broad wording that could be interpreted to have banned all electronic devices that are capable of accessing the Internet. 
The issue of the illegal gambling at internet cafes impacts several states, and many are taking regulatory actions to close down the cafes and illegal access to offshore and locally run gambling operations. Unfortunately, as has been seen with multiple attempts to ban various computer applications, tools, and other types of electronic devices that could potentially be used to perform illegal activity, addressing these issues in legislation can be very difficult. This difficulty is also not limited to electronic devices and activity. The U.S. government has struggled for years with attempting to define and ban firearms designated as assault weapons as they were described in the legislation. As we reported in the Cisco Annual Security Reports, addressing these types of issues in business policies can be equally difficult and requires organizations to carefully consider exactly what topics to address in policy, uh, consider the potentially legitimate uses, and create policies that address the actions without a long list of do-not-do items. And next, in the trust risk management category... As the DEF CON 21 conference approaches at the end of July, organizers have posted a blog requesting that federal agencies not attend this year's conference. In past years, the DEF CON conferences have been widely attended by both private and government agency employees, even developing into the popular Spot the Fed game at the conference. But this year, the organizers posted a softly worded blog saying they needed some time apart. This is an unfortunate turn in an age when the government and private sectors are attempting to promote and increase information sharing. Several bloggers on both sides have posted opinions and rebuttals to the ban, many calling the ban to be defeating the purpose of the conference. Regardless, the conference will go on and the feds will likely attend, making the spotting that much more interesting this year. It'll be interesting to see what actually occurs if a Fed is spotted and how those attending and the conference organizers will respond. There's a particularly high level of distrust this year based on the recent reports of government monitoring and intelligence operations, but it could be argued that this is all the more reason to invite the Feds for discussions on these activities uh, to clear up some of the hype and inaccurate information and provide an opportunity to voice opinions from across the community. And next, in the security trends risk management category. Multiple sources released reports supporting the value of the various vulnerability reporting programs, uh, popularly known as bug bounty and crowdsourcing vulnerability programs. Researchers from the University of California at Berkeley released a report that found that the ROI for operating the bug bounty programs can provide high economic value when compared to hiring and tasking employees to research vulnerabilities. The reporting also examines the details of some of the large bug bounty programs and crowdsourcing vulnerability programs. Those involved in these programs and vulnerability research and reporting will find high value in the comprehensive research provided in the paper. It's often difficult to put useful and meaningful metrics around a security program such as the bug bounty programs, but this research provides it. While many may be more focused on the payouts that can at times reach thousands of dollars, the comparative costs and limitations of trying to perform these activities on your own as the product vendor are likely always much higher. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, the Intelligence and Security Committee Annual Report 2012-2013 through 2013 is the latest government report to highlight the cyber threats facing the UK and many nations. While highlighting those cyber threats and the serious risk they present, the report also points out that counterterrorism remains the priority for the UK security and intelligence agencies. 
As with other similar reports, the report considers the state-sponsored actors and threats the highest risk. The report also points out the differing and complex possible impacts of these attacks, ranging from the loss of sensitive information to physical damage to critical systems. This report made several strong points in identifying and defining the risks of the current cyber threat at a national level. While it reinforces some points from previously released reports by other governments, the UK ISC report does a better job of breaking down those threats and looking at the various types of risk that the threats present. An analysis of the risk likely applies to many other nations and governments, as well as private sector organizations. The report also reemphasizes the likely progression of the governments becoming increasingly intrusive in cyber activity, with increased monitoring, regulations, national-level government defense, security and intelligence programs, and international agreements and treaties. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.